a player like Tom Brady or Gronkowski brings you so much joy for two decades or one decade in Gronkowski's case. It, it, it's really be it'd be tough not to smile watching how much fun they're having, how successful they are. But again, that's just me. There are some Patriots fans who feel very differently than I do. That's Alex Shane, senior writer at patspulpit.com. This weekend sees a familiar face return to Foxborough. Almost 20 years since making his NFL debut with the New England Patriots. A lot has happened since that debut. Many titles won, most of which with the New England Patriots. That's right, Tom Brady returns to Foxborough for Sunday Night Football with the defending Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But how do Pats fans feel about Tom Brady? How do they feel about the situation with their franchise at this moment in time? I'm Anthony Woolton, and this is the Transatlantic Sports Show. Hey, Alec. How are you? I'm not bad. It's been a while. Something's happened. It has been a while. <laughs> a lot has happened in the world since we last spoke. Hopefully you and yours are all hanging in there. Yeah, you know, we're there. Absolutely. This weekend, there's a reunion taking place, isn't there, up in your neck of the woods. There's a familiar face returning to Foxborough. I don't know if there's been much talked about it over there. I'm I'm sure it may have made a, a few headlines, but Tom Brady, man. Tom Brady. We were going to talk about him back in March 2020 when he shocked the world, but then he got trumped by the uh, the coronavirus. But, man... Did you ever, in your wildest dreams, think that this day would ever come, that Tom Brady would be coming to Foxborough as the quarterback on the opposing team? You know, it's funny. You look at any all-time great, and like how many of the all-time greats finished their career with one team? You look at kind of Joe Montana and Peyton Manning, even like Wayne Gretzky and Michael Jordan. It's just not as common as you'd like to see for a, a player to retire in the city where they made their their name. So part of me kind of knew Brady would probably finish his career out somewhere else. I always thought him he'd go to like San Francisco and just play like one year and he wouldn't be as good because he'd be in his forties and maybe he'd get like a nine and seven season and you know kind of muddle along and then retire. But uh, I did not foresee a scenario where he left, he goes to Tampa Bay, and he wins the Super Bowl. And then when he comes back to Foxborough, it's against a rookie quarterback, and he's about, what, 68 yards away from breaking the all-time passing record held by Drew Brees, something very, very minimal. He's definitely going to get it against his old team. He's beaten 31 franchises in the NFL. This will be the 32nd. There are all these narratives. You really can't script this stuff. And so it's not overly a surprise if I'm being objective, but I've kind of been just repressing it and and keeping it away and trying to maintain my mental health by not thinking about it. But (laughs) over here, it is impossible not to think about it because they've been hyping this game since the schedule came out in April. Uh, I'm just glad it's finally here and we can – let it happen, enjoy it, and then put it behind us and move on. I'll tell you what, those schedulers are clever folks, aren't they? Because this yes. week, <laughs> it was just the other day on the um, 30th of September. So when was that? That was Thursday that uh, Tom Brady had marked the 20th anniversary of his first NFL start, which was, of course, with the New England Patriots. And now, as you said, he is 68 yards away from breaking the all-time NFL passing yards record, which has been held by Drew Brees. So. It all seems to bubble up nicely for this experience on Sunday Night Football. Prime time viewing. No, it does, and you know it's it's weird. You know, Patriots. They're they're, they're kind of there are there are two main camps of Patriots fans, and one kind of small faction. And uh, one one faction is like I 
I'm in this camp. I love Tom Brady. I will always root for Tom Brady. I was thrilled to see him get one with Tampa. Uh, I'll be rooting for him every week, but this one, I'll be excited to see him return. And then the other camp is, you know, the jersey burning. You, yep. you betrayed us. You left us for another woman kind of thing. Hope you get injured every every single week, uh, which I never understood. And then there's, of course, the kind of deniers that are just – that kind of jump ship and are now Buccaneers fans who are never really Patriots fans to begin with. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, sometimes you the football gods are – are very cruel sometimes and that's just kind of the we gotta kind of buckle up and deal with it absolutely man you said there about tom brady being in his 40s we all know he's 44 years old and he's thrown for at least 1000 yards and 10 touchdowns through his team's first three games for the second time in his career that the other time was back in 2011 and i'm sure you remember it well he's the only quarterback in nfl history to do that twice he's 44 years old yeah, I mean, look, he's just, he's, uh, I think uh, Al Michael said it at the beginning of one of the 10 Super Bowls he's been in, Father Time does not know where Tom Brady lives. <laughs> and that's the most accurate description. You know, obviously he is meticulous. He's absolutely borderline maniacal about his nutrition and his training regimen and what the amount of sleep he gets and how he sleeps. And he said very clearly for a long time, he hopes to play till he's 45. That's next year. But the way he's playing right now and the amount of talent surrounding him on his Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, uh, I can definitely foresee him playing well past 45 at this rate. So what will Tom Brady have in common with Drew Brees, Brett Favre, and Peyton Manning this Sunday? Uh, Going back to play against his old team? I don't know. That's a good question. Is it a trivia question? It's a trivia question indeed. Yeah, those are the only starting quarterbacks to defeat all 32 teams in their career. Yeah, so right, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm assuming yeah I mean that that's if they win of course if the Bucks win right yeah right. I mean quite a cast there it is it is and again I'm sure you know Tom Brady is not one to again people are talking this is a revenge game and there's all this bad blood and they left on bad terms and there's I, I don't believe any of that is true I think it was just kind of the time for the marriage to end I don't think there's any ill will here but Tom Brady definitely knows that. This game is important to him. He wants to win. I'm sure he's very thrilled to join very mighty company of beating all 32 NFL teams. Um, it means something to him because he loves to win regardless of who's across from him. He knows this game matters. And uh, I think he will he will really bring it, bring it Sunday night. How did you feel when he recruited Rob Gronkowski out of retirement last year? Were you pleased for the pair? Yeah, yeah that's a good question. I mean, you know, it, it, some people were really upset about it, but I guess the way I see it, Gronkowski, he was retired, so it's not like he stole him away from the Patriots and brought him to the Buccaneers. So the Patriots got a fourth-round pick, if I remember correctly, for Gronkowski, the compensatory pick they got. And so Gronk was retired, so he either A, stayed retired and wasn't playing for the Patriots, or B, went back with Tom Brady and got another ring with him and kept adding to their legacy and their resume and their record-setting touchdown connections and whatnot. So I was happy for Gronkowski. Uh, you know, I, I feel like it's kind of like – they're into college at that point. They're seniors in high school. They got into college. It's second semester of senior year, and they're just kind of having a lot of fun and goofing off a lot and doing what they couldn't really do in New England. And when a player like Tom Brady or Gronkowski brings you so much joy for two decades or one decade in Gronkowski's case, it, it, it's really be, it'd be tough not to smile watching how much fun they're having, how successful they are. But again, that's just me. There are some Patriots fans who feel very differently than I do. Use a nice analogy there with the, uh, the going from high school to college. And we heard some of the comments from uh, Tom Brady's father just uh, what, about a week ago, wasn't it? About the, the breakup. Do you, 
believe that to be true that you know brady's comments uh supposed or alleged comments that you know at the age of 40 he was being treated like he was a 20 year old and he wasn't being respected as a you know senior higher authoritarian um nfl player at the age of 40 plus yeah i mean obviously nobody ever knows what goes on behind closed doors but you know it might be kind of a little of both in that Belichick is pretty famous or infamous for treating everybody from the assistant head coach to the backup jockstrap washer <laughs> like an ass, right? Exactly <laughs> the same. He always holds you accountable. He never gives anybody special treatment, special credit. He's Everyone's kind of equal, and if you make a mistake, he's going to chew you out. He's not one to really dish out a lot of praise. People love playing for him if they have that kind of attitude. And so if Tom Brady was in his 40s and – easily the greatest of all time and a once in a lifetime player and he's still getting kind of the rookie treatment from Belichick and was sick of it that's understandable uh, completely because you know you get to the point where you want to just maybe shift your career a little bit maybe have a little more fun relax a little more just kind of get a different perspective on football whatever the case may be uh, but I don't think Belichick ever really changed the way he treated Tom Brady because he treats everybody like that so it might have been a situation where like he was getting exactly what he paid for you knew what you were expecting and it's just time to move on and I can't really argue otherwise I mean how do you feel about that as a fan you know there's your head coach and how he treats people I mean you've seen the success so the proof is in the pudding there and you've had years and years of success but then things have seemed to obviously have stumbled of late as far as the organization is concerned and the success on the field and part of that is Tom Brady's left and he's gone on to win things but Tom Brady his final season in particular with New England it didn't end very well on the field. Now, was that down to coaching or was that the age of Tom Brady? But then Tom Brady seems to be defying the age logic. And then last year goes and wins the Super Bowl and he's lights out already this season. So I, I don't know. There, there's there's a, something somewhere where where's the fault? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think it, it, the, the Patriots kind of broke the system in terms of the NFL in that uh, the, the notion of the Patriots having a two or three down years where they don't win 12 games and go to the Super Bowl is some kind of like anomaly where like they're just like they're, they're, they're falling apart. But the way the NFL is structured specifically is to avoid exactly what the Patriots did since 2001, where the same teams in the Super Bowl every single year, every other year in Tom Brady's case, the Patriots weren't that good. In 2019, they had a good defense and a soft schedule, but the offensive weapons weren't there. Gronkowski retired. Edelman was kind of banged up. They had no real true number one receiver. They couldn't get any production of their tight ends. They just weren't a great team, which, you know, teams are allowed to not be good every once in a while. And then Tom Brady left, and the 2020 happened, and Cam Newton was a stopgap, and now they have a rookie under center. And when you start a rookie, it is, I think, in my personal opinion, ludicrous to expect a massive, deep, playoff run with a first-year starter and so the Patriots have finally kind of fallen back into that like we'll be good in a couple of years kind of thing we're going to rebuild a little bit and we're going to compete hard and try and win this year but you know it's not going to be we can pencil in the Pats in January every single year from here on out because they have this this the greatest quarterback of all time I think they're just kind of back to being a normal NFL team that I personally think based on the roster building their acquisitions in free agency uh, they're going to be a contender maybe 2022 or 2023 so uh, while it's weird for the Patriots fans who are maybe now 21 years old and literally weren't alive the last time this kind of parody happened for the Patriots uh, those of us who are around 
in the, in the 80s and 90s are kind of aware this was coming and and we're i'm personally ready to accept just you know the patriots are going to be good eventually at some point but it's going to take some time okay so you kind of answer my question or my next question there where obviously there's people are asking whether the success was it down to brady was it down to belichick was it the two of them do you think then well it sounds like you believe then that in bill we trust and it's it's not a rebuild as such but they're they're on the right path and it's it's still another year in the making so you've you've still got that trust in bill belichick i mean stupid question really <laughs> no i do and i i'm always fascinated by the whole oh man it's brady it's belichick they never would have won without him i don't know if people are like oh man it's dan marino it's don shula marino never would have been great without don shula or or chuck Knowles. the only reason the pittsburgh steelers won not terry bradshaw or bill walsh is the only reason joe montana was great for some reason all these great quarterback coach pairings of history never kind of get the kind of is it this guy or that guy pairing. It's like that's just a great coach and a great quarterback. It kind of just it works out that symbiotic relationship. Um, I like Mac Jones. I think Bill Belichick is very smart in how he approaches his team building. I think he said in an interview in 2019, I believe, that um, more or less like the check's going to have to come eventually with the contracts we left out and you're going to be Darth of talent at some point. Um, you know, obviously when one quarterback leaves – the Patriots missed the playoffs that season. The quarterback's new team goes on to win the whole thing. It's very easy to lean into that. Oh, it was Brady, not Belichick narrative. But to Brady's credit, he went to an absolutely loaded team and made a deep run. And the Patriots had to kind of fill in with a 31-year-old quarterback with most opt-outs in the entire league. So it's kind of comparing apples to oranges in that respect. And I don't think one over the other. I think they were both fantastic. They both contributed to the legacy and the dynasty. And I will take both of them all day, every day. So it sounds like you are you're happy with your draft pick at QB with Mac Jones. You, you see the future firmly in Mac Jones. He's had 81 completions, which is the third most by any quarterback in the Super Bowl era over his first three career games so far. And that's behind Joe Burrow with 91 and Kyler Murray, 84. So the guy's doing something right. Yeah, so far so good. Obviously, I'm very impressed with him. I personally am a very big proponent of sitting a rookie quarterback for a year, let him learn under a veteran. I was kind of a Cam Newton guy for 2021. Not because I think Cam Newton's the future, but just kind of pick up the pace of the NFL, the offensive schemes. It's a lot to learn. And I feel like, in my personal opinion, going from college quarterback to NFL starting quarterback is the single biggest jump a player can make across any professional sport. So to throw a rookie out there and kind of make him sink or swim is usually uh, ends more poorly then it's successful with some exceptions but they're doing really smart things with mac jones they're not asking to do too much they're doing a lot of high percentage plays they're running the ball a lot they're allowing it to be accurate with with short completions Uh, i've been very impressed with him so far he kind of got beat up a little bit uh, against new orleans this past sunday but the offensive line is is banged up trent brown of starting right tackle is out the three interceptions he threw two really weren't his fault both bounced off the tight end's hands and into the the opposing player's hands so yeah i mean look i'm he's not going to win the super bowl this year but he's smart he makes good decisions he has a command of the offense he's careful with the ball and he hits the open man and that's all you can ask for in a rookie absolutely man yeah so wh- why do you think cam newton didn't work out in the end yeah so cam newton was a really interesting story a lot of people are down on cam newton they thought he was a total disaster and his numbers were not great you know he threw more picks than interceptions he was inaccurate his throwing mechanics looked off he didn't really feel fully comfortable there um, but people also have to remember that Cam Newton was signed by New England in, what, late June, 
early July in a COVID-shortened offseason where there were no mini camps, there were no practices, there were no preseason games, there was no access to team facilities, there was no in-person meetings. And so basically he had to come into a completely new system on the heels of the greatest quarterback to ever play the game, learn a new offense, get to know his teammates virtually, develop the kind of chemistry you get in the locker room over Zoom, I guess. And he had an impossible situation. And on top of that, he caught COVID week three, I believe, prior to the Chiefs game. And one of the symptoms of coronavirus is apparently kind of foggy brain or slow reaction time as we were still learning more about the pandemic and the disease and what it does. So he really had the odds stacked against him from the start. People seem to love him in the organization. I think he did an admirable job. I wish it had worked out more. Uh, I like Cam Newton. I think maybe one year of the full system. Get some off-season practices, get some of that chemistry going again. Maybe he could have done well in 2021, but Mac Jones just outplayed him in the preseason, and he seemed to be have more grasp of the offense for what the offense Patriots run. You know, Cam Newton offense versus Josh uh, Daniels kind of Mac Jones run offense, probably very different things. So I think it just made sense given the temperature of the world and the future the Patriots were building was to go with the rookie, give him experience, and since Cam Newton wasn't the guy anyway. Why not give Mac Jones more reps? But I am not a, a Cam Newton detractor. I am very grateful for the time he put into New England. Awesome. Well, look, Alex Shane, senior writer at patspulpit.com. Come on, man. Give us a score for Sunday. Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus New England Patriots. Brady versus Belichick. Oh, you're making me predict this, huh? Ah, I couldn't get you one otherwise. No, that's fair. Um, you know, it's been a long time since I walked into a Patriots game absolutely convinced they were going to lose there were games where i thought they might lose going to be a close game it could go either way but i never walked in just like resigned to a loss but this is going to be one of them and it's going to be a loss a big one in my opinion the buccaneers are just stacked up and down they just signed richard sherman they just have pro bowlers and hall of famers all over the place I'm looking at the receiving core i don't see how they match up there i'm looking at the running game i don't see how they match up there defensively they're very strong they're going to play a lot of complex schemes to a rookie quarterback the good news is bill belichick and bill belichick will scheme for tom brady well it's a classic kind of like i know you you know me who's going to blink first situation but the problem is just terms of roster level a hat on a hat as of 2021 the bucks are just more talented than the patriots are and if you combine that with what's at stake for tom brady for the records he's going to set and the accolades he may gain by winning I think the Bucs come in here and they blow the doors off New England big time. This one could be over by halftime. I'd love to come on here and eat crow after the game and if I'm wrong here, but I say the Buccaneers take this one, something like 38-13. to 38-13, man, the odds on that win margin. You know what, I like that there's always the baseball, the Red Sox. I mean, what a hunt for the wild card that is in the American League, man. No, it's, it's, I mean, it's, you know, it, it'd be fun to watch if the Red Sox been a little better right now. But I feel like every time I turn on or I'm, I like, I'm out watching multiple TVs, the Yankees are losing and the Red Sox are winning. And then I'll get home and find out the Yankees won and the Red Sox lost. Oh. They can't seem to get themselves where they need to be. But yeah, I mean, we're looking at a possible one game wildcard playoff, probably at Yankee Stadium. And that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. But that said, the Tom Brady effect still carries over every city he goes to. 
their sports teams just dominate. And Tampa Bay is such a good team. Uh, I don't know what the odds are the Sox are going to make a deep playoff run, but this is a really, really fun time of the year. Uh, October sports is just the best, in my opinion. Man, yeah. Oh, man. You've got the Tampa Bay race in your division as well. And it, it, I mean, right now, yeah, you must be watching with keen interest because you got, you got the Yankees and the Jays. The Jays are one game behind. You've got Seattle in the mix yeah. as well. What a week that's going to be between now and when? Next, what, Tuesday when it all wraps up? Yeah. Dude. Next Tuesday, it all wraps up, and you've got you know the NFL's in full swing. The baseball playoffs are started. Hockey's about to pick up again. NBA is going to start pretty soon. World Series coming up. Um, Halloween fills it into it. Just a really, really fun month, October. And I guess a great way to kick it off is this kind of Bucks Patriots mashup on Sunday. Seems like the, the ultimate way to, to kick off a really fun sports month. Absolutely, man. Well, let's hope there's more treats than tricks for you and your New England Patriots. You like what I did there? Yeah. There we go. All right. <laughs> Excellent. Well, look, Alex Shane, thank you very much. It's Alex Shane from patspulpit.com. You on social media if people want to check you out? I am. I have a Twitter handle. Uh, it's at Alec D. Shane, but uh, I assure you, I am spectacularly boring on Twitter so if you choose not to follow me that's probably in your best interest it's not worth it well go to patspulpit.com and read his work instead because it's spectacular stuff there thank you very much thank you that's Alex Shane from patspulpit.com and quite humble I guess you can give him that after the years of success that uh, the New England Patriots have had and if you're a long-term Patriots fan I guess you can look back and think we've had a good run there it's all okay it's it's gonna get better we've got one of the greatest head coaches if not the greatest head coach in the history of the game you've got your rookie quarterback who seems to be doing all right it can only go upwards from here maybe after the game against the Buccaneers on Sunday interesting the points margin that he thinks the Buccaneers are gonna win by if you want to check out my picks on Premier Sports Plays, then check us out on Twitter at Prem Sports Plays and PremierSportsPlays.com. You can subscribe. And I had a great winning run the other week, 5-0 and with my picks. We're in profit throughout the month of September. Check us out, subscribe, and you can see my plays for Sunday Night Football, the Buccaneers and New England Patriots. Enjoy the game. It's history. You're going to be watching. We're going to be living history. You don't get these moments that often. It's that moment in sport where we can look back on in years to come and say, oh yeah, I remember watching that. I stayed up that Sunday Night Football and watched that game. Thanks very much for subscribing to the Transatlantic Sports Show. If you haven't yet, then why not? Hit that subscribe button now. What a week we've got ahead. We've got the fancy football preview and it's London week. For the next fortnight, we've got games back over here. I'll be covering both games at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and helping you relive the London experience. So if you're at the games, come check us out. Hit me up on Twitter. We'll come and hook up and we'll have a chat and then by the time you get home, or at least by the time you wake up the following morning, there will be a Transatlantic Sports Show podcast exclusive to the London Games. You'll be able to relive the whole experience when you look back and you think, oh, if only it was yesterday. Well, we can give you a piece of yesterday tomorrow, if you know what I mean. Check us out on Twitter. We are at TASS underscore UK. I'm Anthony Watson. And until next time, remember, it can always be worse. <laughs>